I have to say that looking back on these videos, I mean, I know the audience doesn't see us, but like episode one, we looked so cute. Episode two, <laughs> we looked so cute. Episode like six, we look like bricks. Right now, I mean, you look great. You oh, have I mean, this like library thing. Because I thing showered. Um, see that, but my hair hasn't. Look how greasy my hair is. It's because I'm going golfing this afternoon, so I'm like, I'm not, whatever. (laughs) Oh, famously. You play golf? Can you teach me how to braid my hair? Because Sam has been braiding my hair, and it looks great when she braids. Yeah, because I I look cute with the pigtails, or whatever. Here we go. Okay, you start small, up at the top, right? Little hairs. Yeah. I take, I divvy them up into three. Well, I know how to do that part, but how do you, like... So, here we go. Crisscross, gather more hair. Braid, gather hair. Braid, gather hair. And then you see how it's kind of... Yeah. See that? Mm -hmm. Mm. I also don't have the best... um, Whenever my hair is uh, au naturel like this, it does not... um, it, It is more prominent on straight hair. Must pay to be straight, you know what I mean? Oh my god, famously. And, uh, and, oh god, wow. (laughs) On that note... While I continue to short-circuit, this is the Loose Impediments Podcast. I am your host, Maya, and... This is my braiding tutor. My name is Liz. <laughs> so Liz. Oh. Ask me. Say it. Ask. What's on your golfing mind? Before you get into your golfing what? mind, I just have to say that Outlander came out, came back this weekend, and the Revolutionary War is about to happen, and it's going to be a shit show. Oh. And that's all. Anyways, your golfing mind. Zero spoilers, bitch, because I haven't watched episodes, I mean, season five yet. Anyway, okay. What's on my golfing mind is that mini tours are Ponzi schemes. Prove me wrong. I feel like I'm that meme where I'm that person that's sitting at a folding chair or a folding table. And it says like something, something, something. Prove me wrong. Mine says mini tours are a scam. Prove me wrong. I'm coming up and... Searching the definition of a Ponzi scheme just to like orient ourselves as we dive into this. Mm-hmm. So a Ponzi yeah. scheme, according to www.investor.gov, is an investment.gov. <laughs> so it's legit. Um, a Ponzi scheme is an investment fraud that pays existing investors with funds collected from new investors. Ponzi schemes are named after Charles Ponzi. In 1920s, Ponzi promised investors a 50% return within a few months for what he claimed was an investment in international mail coupons. Yeah. What an idiot. I mean, he was promising. I actually listened to a really interesting podcast. uh, It's called Fraudsters, where they cover people that have committed, like, huge fraud. They did, like, Anna Delvey. They've done Charles Ponzi. They've done um, that guy who did the whole uh, scam with student athletes. Um, the Lori Lachlan, the, the girl from Full House, went to prison for oh, that guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And they did an excellent dive on Charles Ponzi. But at the time, he was basically promising that you would get like, yeah, 50% returns, if not more. Like just, you know, he was like promising things that, you know, now would never happen. <clears throat> what does that sound like? I don't know how many. A mini tour. Oh, my God. I don't know how many times I have tried to justify entering a golf tournament with the chance, with the hopes of maybe winning $2,000. And mind you, those entry fees are Are almost a thousand are at least $400. But like, we'll get into this, but like, not only okay, so how these tours men's and women's tours works is you there's incentivization to get a membership for a year memberships tend to be like 500 600 dollars for a year the benefit of these memberships is that you get a discounted rate for an entry fee but so so take for example the women's all pro tour it is $595 for a year-long membership, just for, like, a regular person. If you have Epsom Epson, Salt status, um, then formerly known as the Symmetra Tour, but I'm just calling it Epsom Salt, um, then your membership fee is $375. But basically, <sighs> your entry fee for each event even if you're a member is still $595 for each Mm -hmm. event that you play Mm -hmm. each event yeah isn't that nice Mm -hmm. that's um so for for a little bit of context here for some educational purposes again insert dolphin noise uh, so mini tours are provided there. There's smatterings of them across the country, more so on the men's side than the women's side. Shocker. But a lot of these tours are. I don't want to say limited. They're designed to serve specific geographic areas. Mm-hmm. So for uh, for me, um, back in my playing days and for Maya, when she was playing, she would play primarily on the West Coast on what's called the Cactus Tour. So the Cactus Tour really serves California, Arizona, kind of like, really, that's it. Like, California, Southern California, Arizona, like way out there. Um, You have the Women's All Pro Tour, which is kind of the south central part of the country, Texas, Arkansas, Oklahoma. And then on the East Coast, you have the Women's All Pro Tour um, that kind of serves the south, like Florida and that kind of area. There are a couple others, but those are the big, um, I say big ones, but it's like not big at all. uh, I'm curious because so many of these tours have changed names since we've started At one point, yeah. One was the Eglin's Best Tour. One was the National Women's Golf Tour, which like, you know, you would think, and uh, okay, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So another thing that I also wanted to mention about this is that the Epson Tour, which is formerly the Symmetra Tour, is the last developmental tour that you can be on before you are on the LPGA. So that is the final step before you are in the big leagues. That being said, it very much has the same, the Epson Tour very much has the same dire circumstances that a mini tour does. 
um, in the sense of you, you hemorrhage money <laughs> when you have to play on these tours, even on the LPGA, you know, if you're kind of like in the, you know, the, if you're not in the top fuck 30 players on the LPGA, you um, are really losing a lot of money. If we remember back to episode one, um, which was the Phil winning the player impact, which was Maya and I's contribution to misinformation on the internet. Um, we talked about how the average salary on the LPGA in 2019 was $48,000, um, which is not a lot of money. <laughs> I could... I could make more as a school teacher here in New York city, which like, that's not to say that one job is harder than the other, but I think it does go on to say that if you are playing on the top uh, women's golf tour in the entire world, you should probably be making more money than somebody who, you know, works um, as a accountant or as a fucking HR person. Anyway. And um, also so, as a quick yeah. note, Teachers should be paid more, also, much like LPGA. Teacher, yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody women's should, athletes. Yeah. Every, everybody should be. Literally, everybody. Famously, yeah. inflation is at 7.9%. So, like, nothing is fucking affordable. But, anyways, nothing back is to good. golf. Nothing <laughs> is good. Everything is bad. Yeah, back to golf. So, what a, what a big, so a big distinction on if you play on the Epson tour versus any of the women's, the, the mini tours that we named. So the Cactus, Women's All Pro Tour. Um, uh, what's the last one? East Coast? Uh, East Coast? East Coast. Tour. Yeah, um, East Coast Women's Pro Tour. Yeah. So with mini tours, you do not have to have status. You do not have to go to a qualifying tournament to sign up for these golf tournaments. So I could just sign up. I haven't played in a, well... I haven't played in a, an LPGA or an Epson tour event in four years, but I could sign up for a egg, uh, not Eglin's best, uh, women's all pro tour event this week if I wanted to, yeah. but I can't sign up for the, the Epson tour event that is next week. So yeah. you, in order for you to get LPGA or, um, Epson tour status, you have to go to what's called qualifying school, which we've joked a lot about. But the qualifying school now is a little bit different than when Maya and I played. Um, it's three stages. Now it's, well, it was three stages. Now it's, it's two stages and a playoff series. Anyway, you have to play a lot of golf. Wherever you fall at the finals um, is, determines your status for the next year. Not on mini tours. Mini tours, you could just sign up and go play. And um, a lot of, for the absence, like when you're talking about, um, Q school, you don't even have to advance beyond beyond stage one to have like a little mm -hmm. bit of status. It's not great, but you still have status and like a lot because like that's where I was, you know, like I didn't get past stage one. And so basically yeah. it was just like, okay, I have some I status. It. Yeah. And you have some status mm -hmm. and then you basically just like truck around the country as an alternate and like trying yeah. to, to get in. Yeah. So the way that I got my full at the time, it was called Symmetra status, Symmetra tour status. But at the time I didn't make it out of stage one. Um, I got into one of the events that at, it's not an event any longer, but it was in Kansas city. 
And at Kansas City, I finished in the top 20. So then I earned status because of that finish. So your your career or your your year long plans could change. Your status could change um, on the Epson tour in a week. You know, you could have a really good week, and then you're going to be into a lot more events. Um, the issue um, with a lot of these tours, even on the LPGA, I mean, the issue with golf on the women's on um, professional women's golf is just money. Literally, yeah. there is zero money. So Maya kind of already got into this, but I want to kind of read off a couple of the entry fees slash women's. uh, This is just women's. Um, I want to read off a couple of entry fees versus the like winner's share. So women's all pro tour 595 for the year long membership players with Epson tour status have entry fees of 375 an event. The women's all pro tour members have a 595 entry fee. So even if you pay the membership of almost $600, you still have to pay an almost $600 entry fee. Mm-hmm. The non-member um, the non-member rate for Epson and LPGA tour players for a women's mini tour event is $650 for a non-member it's $750 for one golf tournament wait till you hear what the payout is so the the pay I actually didn't let me look up women's all pro tour because for some reason I didn't um look at the the winner's share because it's really upsetting I mean, it's, it's, yeah. And so one thing too, that I also want to say about this Epson tour, or I'm sorry, the women's all pro tour is that they are sponsored by PXG. Wait, so they have, I'm sorry. What? Mm -hmm. Are you Mm -hmm. serious? So one of their, one of their big partners is PXG because they do this big PXG like um, match play thing. Um, so today is actually the final round of the Homa Golf Classic, which is taking place in Louisiana on the Women's All Pro Tour. Before the start of the final round today, the leader, Simon Fang, is 11 under par. So it's like, okay. um, you know, you have to, you have to be pretty good. Um, $10,000 to the first place winner. The total purse is $46,000 in that particular event, which doesn't sound bad, like at first glance, but second place is probably going to make three grand. And you, you may have, if you are second, if you do finish in second and you're a non-member, you may have paid almost $800 to join. So, so your, your winning your net profit, are, yeah. maybe, maybe you win a, a, you know, $1,500, maybe you win $1,800, like that's if you travel there, whatever, if you have to pay for a hotel, whatever, you're not winning money. It's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the women's all pro tour. The East Coast yeah, because, women's pro tour. Well, I was just Go gonna ahead. say, like, the big reason why like it fits into the Ponzi scheme thing is that you're paying into this like thing, right, with the hopes to make some of that money back. And, like, yeah, we get that it is a competition, and, like, that's how Mm -hmm. competitions work, but Mm -hmm. it's it's still, like, you're paying $1,000 to get in, and for the most part, like, 
you're not because of how competitions work like you're not going to make that money right like no. you're not going to make that money back and you add no. on to that not just the the entry fees and the membership fees but like the travel costs the lodging costs like all of that shit like practicing having mm-hmm. a home it's just it, it's fucked up and like you have these it's tours terrible. that are and most of these tours are private, privately owned, right? Like, I know at least the Cactus Tour is privately owned. So it's just I mean, kind of like... Famously, the East Coast Women's Pro Tour has, like, an About Us section where this girl talks about how her family is trying to, you know, fund her dream of playing professional golf. Like, they make it seem like they're really in... On your side, on the player's side, yeah. you know? Same thing with the LPGA. You know, it's like this whole song and dance of like, you know, it seems like we're really supporting our players by like having cutesy little like, you know, photo shoots. And like, at the end of the day, all of these players suffer from poor marketing, lack of resources, and just like, what's the incentive? You know, it's kind of like you said, it's, you know, it's, I think that players like, you know, I think about my friends that are still out there playing. And I even did this yesterday. I was looking at my old scores at the time, Symmetra Tour. And I was like, damn, bitch, like you really had it. Why did you stop playing? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I know why. <laughs> yeah. I know why. Because yeah. I won a huge golf tournament. And then I was like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, I you can, leave at the top. I can. I leave at the top. Babe. Well, don't get me started about me being a top. Anyway, we love a power bottom too. So that we love was, verse. We love a, we love variety. Wait, Maya, did I tell you when I got? Did I tell you when I got called a power bottom? You got called it. I mean, like I'm proud of you. I got. I mean, of course I am. Like, come on. But no, yeah. I was sleeping with this person, and they were really annoying. Like they were like that person that I would sleep with, and then they wouldn't leave. Kind of deal. And then I would just be like, you know, I have things to do today. They wouldn't leave. Like they were just, they were really nice, but it was just too much. And one day after a quick romp in the hay, they were like, you're a great power bottom. And I was like, get out. Just leave me alone. I want peace and quiet. I want no power bottoming. You know, it's like yet again, a woman is carrying the weight of the world on her shoulders and being a power bottom. Anyway. Oh my God. So that's the one that's all pro tour. This is the East Coast. I have nothing else to say. (laughs) Yeah, we have to get back on track. The women's the the East Coast Women's Pro Tour, which is the one that um, there's an about me that this girl is talking about her parents. You know, whatever. Anyway, four hundred and ninety nine dollar fees membership, four hundred and twenty five dollar entry fees. Not bad. Mostly in Florida, a few California events. The winner's share are 10K. Second place is anywhere from 3 to 4K. This isn't bad. But some, some winners make 40 bucks. $40. And this is sponsored by PXG. No, 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 no. That's the Women's All Pro Tour. But yes, PXG does have a banner on there um, as well. But this is also primarily sponsored by, there was like a couple hospitals, there were, and so might start barking. Oh, oh, there it is. There it he is. has a lot of thoughts about, I think we need Connor. Connor, Connor this like, will be edited. <laughs> can you like take Enzo's barking and like 
put cut that in as like a boo to like all yeah. of these because boo. it's like y'all will it's see true. as we continue to go down like how mm. increasingly depressing this gets yeah yeah this isn't i mean women's all pro tour we hit really got off on a bad foot east coast women's tour really doesn't sound that bad but then it is <laughs> anyway yeah. um so some winners payouts are 40 bucks um then we move on to the cactus tour which is where you lived for a little while six hundred dollar entry fees primarily west coast six hundred dollar entry fees six hundred dollars winners shares are sometimes three thousand sometimes two thousand two thousand dollars at best you can net profit fourteen hundred dollars before travel food if you have a caddy you know anything else membership fees i think like the highest I, i think i got it was either second or third in an event and because the field mm. was like pretty small the payout was pretty good if I'm remembering like I want to say I got 1500 but that feels like I'm dreaming because I feel like there's no way like who knows but yeah it was like the smaller the field the better the payout was because you didn't have to like when you were going down the list there weren't as many players that you mm-hmm. would have to pay out. Yeah. But like, right. as the tour, I mean, like as more women are playing in these events, which like increases every year, especially when you consider LPGA and Epson tour players who are going to the mini tours to get practice, to like be able to get mm-hmm. in competitive rounds, get supplemental mm-hmm. income, then like you're you're kind of fucked you know if you're Mm -hmm. just starting out or like if these are your Mm -hmm. kind of like first professional competitive rounds out of college because it's like a whole different ball game Mm -hmm. but yeah because that's you know a lot of these events a lot of these events take place in the off seasons of or you know like the early seasons uh on the lpga and the epson tour So like there are events, they're already well into like the East Coast uh, tour is already well into their season. Um, And right now the LPGA is playing on limited fields in like Singapore, Thailand, and that that swing, the Asia swing. So, you know, a lot of players that don't get into those events go play in mini tour events. So then you have these crazy stacked fields, but players are just trying to prep for their season. You know, it'd be like, fucking you know you're trying to go play fucking pick up basketball and fucking lebron james shows up you know it's like yeah not maybe not that good of a player because he's going to play and you know he would the lebron james of the lpga tour would be playing in singapore this past week but yeah you know it would just be like you know at any a, a like a a really good player is coming to show up in your mini tour event when you've already you know, you're 21 years old or something like it's, it's crazy anyway. Um, so more about the cactus tour, the membership fees for 2022, 425 for the year. Um, the benefits, which I would just like to spell out how benefits was spelled on the website. I copied and pasted this from the website. B E N I F I T S benefits. Um, you're, if you are a member, your entry fees are, Five ninety five. Your non entry, your non member entry fees are six ninety five. Your amateur entry fees are two thirty five, and your non member amateur entry fees are two ninety five. 
So and don't you know again as an amateur, like, right? Like you can't win money. So you're paying. You get nothing. Which you like, get nothing. There's still a lot of benefits, though. There are a lot of yeah. benefits to playing, you know, professional events as an amateur. I kind of wish I did that when I was a kid, yeah, um, or when I was in college or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, again, it's just very lopsided. Um, so that being said, I want to get into the the real the big judge of it all. I wanted to, this is like a side note about the cactus. I have a lot of thoughts about the cactus tour, but I do think that it's important to note, like I I talked about earlier, a lot of these tours are privately owned and like a really big issue with that, that I, I mean, like, obviously like I played mostly cactus tour. The big issue there is there's no regulation. So like these tours don't have to answer to like the LPGA or the, you know, like the governing bodies of the Right, the they're sport. independent. They're independently run. Mm-hmm. And so they, they can get away with whatever the fuck they want. And for me, like one of the big red flags when I was playing was the tournament director of the Cactus Tour was retweeting and tweeting like pro-Trump stuff from the official Cactus Tour Twitter. Like, frequently, like, anti-immigrant stuff, like, just retweeting Trump. And, like, there were instances, many instances, where on the first tee of events, when he was, like, shout, you know, like, getting us off. That was the wrong way Now on the tee from... Now on the tee. He would make jokes, like, those, you know, discriminatory... Yeah, Adele does it. No, he would make like those discriminatory. <laughs> Did you just Adele does it? <laughs> Adele does Um But he would like make these comments that were discriminatory, but like in the the guise of jokes. So you wouldn't. He's like one of those dudes where, and obviously, like I have no fucking idea what it's like now. This is like my past experience, but like. He mm-hmm. was one of those dudes who was just like, I'm going to say shitty things, but then if you say anything back to me, I'll be like, it was a joke. Where's your sense of humor? And Jesus look at Christ. all of the good things that I'm doing for women's golf. Right? Like, so there's nothing. The, yeah. Right? I think that's the really, like, alarming thing about a lot of... Um, like, mini tours and even how a lot of the players, which, like, I'm not... I don't... Like if I, if I were still playing, I'm sure I would be, well, that's not true. Um, I can understand why a player would still want to outwardly support one of these tours when you're still playing on them. Yeah. You know, I think that's, I think that makes sense. But I mean, I know a lot of girls that are still being like, so happy to play in this event or like they're holding up their big check that says $2,000 on it. And it's like, girl, it doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's also... I, I, I really, like... Well, I, I was just going to say, ahead. kind of... I think it was, like, what, in our bar stool episode, um, were we talking about Never heard of it. How, how fucked, just, like, at base, them putting on that event was. But the fact that, mm-hmm. like, that is the fault of the organizers. Like, the women that are playing in these events, yeah. like we would still be like though these are the only Absolutely. opportunities out there to develop your game in a professional way right and yeah. like there's 
And we were talking about how, like, when you get tour players stacking the field, like, yeah, that's super depressing when you're, like, 21 and just starting out. But there's something cool about it just from, like, the developments you know place because you're getting to play with poor players you get to you know like that's really fucking great for your game and so like I mean now when I see those fields I'm like fuck I wish I was playing because I can think about how much better my game would get if I'm playing with tour players right I mean I remember when I when I played in my first LPGA event um Cheyenne Woods came up to me I was talking with one of my friends and Cheyenne came to talk to the friend that I was talking to and she was so sweet. And she looked at me and she's like, oh, hi, I'm Cheyenne. I don't think we've met before. And I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> like, you could have, like, that would happen frequently at mini tour events, especially if you're in January or February when the LPGA mm-hmm. is, like, not playing. You know, you would get players, like, especially on the East Coast tours where a lot of players live or, like, in Arizona and stuff like that. You get crazy good fields. And, I, you know, I think for me that the thing that is just so tough and you know the difference i do want to talk more about comparative tours like the men's uh men's mini tour circuit versus the women's mini tour circuit but like there are so many um it almost is like a pipeline on men's mini tour events like there's always a reason like a like a season long a reason for the season kind of um think like there's a promotion aspect if you play on the men's mini tours on some of them on the women's tour it's just money like it's just yeah. it's just cash and and you know to prepare yourself and get back into that like tournament you know mode or whatever but like there's no there's no benefit for you to play other than winning money and getting back into tournament form there's no points at the end of the year to win a well actually that's not true they'll do points but you don't win anything at the end. You could win a, again, a nice little $2,000 check, but you can't, you don't get promoted anywhere. Yeah. So then when you get to the Epson tour, um, honestly, you still have a lot of the same problems. $500 entry fees. You have to be a member. You have to pay your member dues. Um, they give out 10 tour cards at the end of the year, which is like, on the, on the Corn Ferry Tour, they get 25 plus the ability to continue. Like in their playoff series, they have players that can continuously earn their PGA Tour status, even if they weren't in the top 25. On the Epson Tour status, you top 10 or you're going to playoff. You're going to the playoffs. That's it. But you don't you don't get a promotion until the next season, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's... And again, on the Epson tour, I mean, yeah, there was this big old to do about how it's the biggest, you know, season money that they've had. It's the biggest amount of tour, like a biggest amount of tournament prizes that you could have. I remember when I won in Colorado, I won $18,000 more than the Symmetra tour winner did that week from a state open. Yeah, dude. It's embarrassing. Like, it's, it's so mind-boggling to... Yes, dude. I won way more money. And then I got, like, this weird, like, oh, why didn't you play in our event in Sioux Falls? And I was like, uh, because I was... I won a lot more money. That's why. Like, you know, I... It's kind of like you, but in a different a different wolf in sheep's clothing. Like, a different... I, I played and had success on an, on an event outside of the Epson tour than the Symmetra tour. 
and I had to have a lot of shitty, uncomfortable conversations and deal with um, opinions. We'll call them opinions from tour staff because I played outside the, the tour, even though I was an outstanding member. Anyway. So they got on your case about playing. Again, so like a loyalty bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, so mm-hmm. similar oh, to yeah. like how oh, fucking yeah, girl. the PGA tours penalizing like anybody for being like, hmm, I thought about the SL, SGL. Anyway, but yeah, that's like a whole exactly. other Just beast. with much less money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, again, like, I think the, the, um, I don't want to say the like thing to take away here. I want to, I want to give a nice call to action and you'll never guess what it's going to be. Give women money. If like, if you have an opportunity, if you know a girl that is trying to play, if you know a girl that has a GoFundMe, throw them money. If you like, you know, I'm not going to haul off and say, go start a women's golf tour. Because why would anybody want to do that? But like support the girls that are still playing. Because even though for our perspectives now, it's like, yeah, we have a much different, you know, I feel like I'm, I say this a lot, but I'm in the healthiest moment of my golf career. Mm -hmm. But like, it would have meant the fucking world to me if somebody tossed me 200 bucks to go play. Even though I was still in this warped, idea of like oh my god you know i'm trying you know i'm i could maybe win fifteen thousand dollars or like i could maybe lose two grand in a week i was still like fully invested uh and it meant a lot when people would continue um my dream even if that dream was not lucrative financially but yeah it makes a huge difference like and it, it sucks, too, like, from our end, right? Like, it feels gross to have to be like, hey, please donate. Like, please help. But, like, it makes, like, I mean, that's how it is because nobody, none of these organizations or big golf companies are providing that many sponsorships for girls. Like, even the, the women who are on the LPGA tour, like, there's some folks who are, like, towards the end of the money list that don't have staff bags, and you no. get penalized on the LPGA tour if you don't have a staff bag, which Correct. is like completely fucked. And it's when like, I played, yeah, <laughs> my first LPGA event, I did not have a big honking ass staff bag, so I asked the Callaway rep who. So, so okay. Here's another thing: big difference between PGA and LPGA events is that PGA tour events, you could get equipment, you could get your grips changed, you can get your lies bent and adjusted you can get anything that you need to prep for that tournament on any given week any tournament on the lpga it's situational it depends on which event it is it depends on if they can get a rep there like a tour like a tour van you know so where they can do all this shit so i was playing at the the event that i was playing luckily the callaway rep was there i asked him i was like hey i don't have a tour bag can you give me an old like a bag that you're just using and he's like yeah it won't have your name on it and i was like well i need a bag (laughs) i can't i have a carry like i have a leg carry bag so he let me use um one of the big epic bags um that he had from the tour van that he that you know i got away with it and then i had to give it back at the end of the week it was crazy because they're literally like you will get fined you get fined if you don't have a carry bag 
which or is if you don't have a staff insane, bag, which is Hilarious. insane. Hilarious. Because most and then, it, meanwhile, Ricky Fowler last season was using a a tour a, a carry bag, and everybody thought it was like so cool. Like Ricky's a fucking you know Southern California guy. It's like the you know, it's so, so stupid because like. I don't know, like, you get, there's this whole, and, like, we can do an entire other episode about, like, the aesthetics of golf and, like, how the tours, like, fine you. I mean, like, even the fucking shorts bullshit on the PGA Tour. But, like, I don't know, for me, like, the biggest thing with all of this stuff is, like, none of these tours are regulated. Like, they can do, like, the mini tours, they can do whatever the fuck they want. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's that kind of silos them away from being a pipeline to, you know, like LPGA tour because like everything runs differently. They can, I mean, like, which we can get into later, but like, there's also this whole thing of like, they can be discriminatory assholes. Right. I mean, they can, what would be really cool is like, yeah, they can, they can do whatever they want. It's owned. It's always owned by some dumpy white belt, Punisher logo, Mountain Dew fucker. You know, it's always the same song and dance. It's it's yeah. it, it, like shock, gag of the century that it's all sponsored by PXG. But anyway, you could, like, you could, uh, what I think would be great, this is just words of my own. Mm-hmm. Words of my own here. But I think what would be really special is that tours combine. Yeah. If they if if these tours like absorbed each other, they could have a lot more money. They could mm-hmm. go a lot more places, or at least they could like give each other like the winner of this week's Cactus Tour event could get their entry fees covered for a Women's All Pro Tour event, and then they can kind of like you know weave together in some way, and then I that gives a- players just another opportunity to play. You know, I have a question for you with, um, so like on the men's side, which I know you're going to get into, but like for the, Mm -hmm. the all pro tour, aren't there in like, aren't there exemptions given to, uh, some players into PGA events? Cause wasn't there. Yeah. um, That's what happened to Tory Pines. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. There was a player who got an exemption into the farmer's from Mm -hmm. the all pro tour yeah but like that type of exemption at least as far as i know is not like present or is not even an option on women's mini tours some events i believe so some events on the women's all pro tour you can get into epson events but like the okay so the example that you bring up and this is a great segue into men's mini tour and men's uh basically like non-corn fairy tour um options for men the the event that Maya's talking about the APGA did an event at Tory that was around the same time as the farmers that t- also takes place at Tory Pines the winner of that week got to play um in the farmers yep all that all that checks out that event for the APGA had a hundred thousand dollar purse, zero dollar entry fee. So, like, I think what happens, or like, what I can't get past, is that it is possible. Like, it is possible for women's mini tour events to be better 
and they just choose not to just, I feel that way about the Epson tour too. It's like, you know, I remember two years, uh, no, not two years. Why did, I don't know why I said two years ago. Cause I was playing, this was like 2017. We had two events in garden city, Kansas. Do you know where that is? But I know I don't, but I have a feeling there's exactly there. Exactly. There's nothing there. So we had two events in South, South, Southwest Kansas. The courses were across the street from each other. Why are we there? Why are we there? Why do we have two events where the winner share is $15,000 and we're playing across the street from each other? Why don't you make that one event? And why yeah. don't you play in like Tulsa? Play where there are people that exist that will and maybe also, come and watch the golf tournament. But also it's like if you combine, right, and you have um, like a bigger field, you're all coming together, um, then there's more incentive for clubs to host these events as opposed to when you have like, what, five tea times going off and a club is going to be like, fuck this shit. Like we need to actually mm-hmm. make money off of our members or off of the public but if you have like a huge field that's like yeah like you could it just makes more sense (laughs) absolutely the moral of the story is that players on the women's side if there's money they will come yeah that's it because they need money that's all they need like players that are on the mini tour circuit and on the epson tour they don't need anything else but money to be able to keep playing, keep maybe working or like keep being able to practice at a club that they pay for or something. So that being said, here are some membership numbers um, for the men's side. We're going to start with the all pro tour, the AP, uh, APT, which is great. Anyway, here we go. 2020 number, 2022 numbers, $1,500 membership. Membership includes all events, regular season and fall season. You get a gift, you know, really cool. You get membership. You get manufacturer discounts. That's huge. Yeah. Women, I had to pay for my set of clubs. You have to I feel, like, I, don't I had mind to for pay. Free. <laughs> well, in college, I did the first. The first, my first year on tour, I used my my sticks from college. And then I had to, I joined Callaway staff and I had to switch to a lot of things. But anyway, I had to pay for that first set that I was using. Anyway, um, eligibility for bonuses, entry, uh, priority entry. Yep. Lots of like priority entries, private housing, free practice rounds, which we don't always get on mini tours. And then you get free range balls. Anyway, so that's the, that's the, um, APT, all pro tour. That's the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the Tory Pines event. Um, so here's another thing. You get entry, you get like different eligibility. So this is like the big deal. If you're a Corn Fairy member, you can kind of like get into these events at a discounted rate. Um, you can, can also, I, like if you're PGA Tour Canada, please I interject if you want. I was just going to jump in for a second, um, not to... Just to go back for a second, um, we kept on referring to the APT as the tour that provided an exemption into the farmers. It was actually the APGA, which is a tour sponsored by Lexus um, that's been around since 2010. 
and is a nonprofit org with the mission to prepare um, African-American and other minority golfers to compete and win at the highest level of pro golf, both on tour and in the golf uh, industry. And so there are, and like a lot of these events, like if you just look at their website, like there's events at Harding Park, uh, TPC, Louisiana, the PGA golf, like a whole bunch of TPCs everywhere. Um, and including, uh, Tory, which is where the exemption into farmers happened. But like, anyways, mm. APJ sits apart from like these other that. ones that were skewering. So just wanted to make that yeah. distinction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the, the, the last one that I wanted to kind of touch on is the PGA Tour Canada, which like. I would still consider that a mini tour because it's you still have yeah. developmental tours between that and the PGA. But I would consider like, you know, PGA Tour Canada, the PGA Tour Latin America tour yeah. um, still very much. But those are PGA sanctioned tours. So it's like basically if there was like, you know, the the example would be like if the women's all pro tour was then bought by the LPGA and then you could have that set that pipeline. So like, that's the idea of promotion that I was talking about. So like if you play on the PGA tour Canada, you could then get promoted to the corn Ferry tour and then you could get promoted to the PGA tour. Yeah. Um, So again, these systems, these programs work because on the PGA tour, you have a lot less players that have to come back that lose their status versus on the LPGA tour. It's much harder to keep your card because there's just no like promotion. Like there's no, there's no, like you go from one extreme to another extreme. There's just no, like there's no good way of like graduating. And then your resources are also a lot different. You know, it's like on the the corn fairy tours, you can still win a shit ton of money. You can win a hundred thousand dollars in a week on I the know, LPGA tour, or on the Epson tour. I'm yeah, look up the, the last, winning, like the last Corn Ferry tour, and see what the last winner's check was. Last winner's share. Okay. I also okay when you were talking about PGA Tour Canada. As a note, there mm-hmm. used to be a Canadian tour for women. I don't know if it's come back, but yeah. at least when I was playing, no, it hasn't. It died. It just like mm-hmm. they, it went away, and so. Yeah. For a while, it was like a really good opportunity for, um, you know, like those of us playing the mini tours to go up in Canada, make some money, like play internationally or whatever, um, and on really yeah. dope courses. But then it, they just, it ended. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of times now, like players who are on, like I know a lot of girls that I played with were like, fuck it, I'm going to Australia because the payouts in Austra- on the Australian tour are like way better mm-hmm. than in the United mm-hmm. States. But it's like going across the world to fucking make, you to know, just make your, make yeah. your money. Yeah. Players will go where there is money. <laughs> okay, and I think too, one thing too about the Canadian tour for the ladies, the last year that I was playing it was when it was in existence. This was like, no, the first year that I was out, it was like 2016. I played with Brooke Henderson um, and her sister who was playing at the time who, you know, this was before she became her caddy anyway. So what I wanted to say about the uh, Canadian tour for ladies, um, 
two things. One, it was a three event season. Mm-hmm. There was three events when I was, yeah. this was the last, yeah, the, the year that I played in it. And then my other thing was that all of these other mini tours are in the southern part of the country. So, like, let's say you're a humble girl from Pennsylvania. Where the fuck am I supposed to play golf? Before I had my Epson tour status, I I had no status. So I would play in state opens and I would play in mini tour events where I could. Because I hadn't gone to Q school yet. I hadn't, I hadn't. I graduated in this in the in December of 2014, so I didn't turn pro until 15. A lot of girls will go to Q school their last in their last year of school, so like they'll go the the fall season before they graduate in the spring. Why didn't so I then think they have their status? That? Well, because you were in fucking school and you would have to take a fucking ten days off of school to just go play in a golf tournament. And also, probably. famously, my coach was abusing me at that time, so like. Well, yeah, I mean, you had some different things going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just different. It's, it's just, just different. different. I'm not like other girls. But, yeah. <laughs> Playing golf professionally at very base is really, really equitable, right? Like you don't, there's no draft. Like you could just start playing. Like you don't, it doesn't matter. You just if turn you want, pro. You just turn pro and it creates this like really amazing yep. opportunity for, you know, athletes who didn't get scholarships, who, you know, didn't have these certain opportunities to didn't be able to chase one. their dream. Yeah, to chase their dreams. But where it's really fucked up is, like, you can't afford to do that. Like, where an idea, it's super equitable. It's also, mm-hmm. like, impossible to gain access. It's impossible to, like, make a living. Like, even be able to, like, break even by the slightest, right? Like, it's impossible yeah. And so we get, we all get sucked into this, like, we want to chase our dreams. There are all these tours that are, like, purporting to be, like, fostering the next generation. But they're not really doing that, right? Like, and there's, and because there isn't any oversight, there isn't, like, a PGA of America or a USGA that's kind of, like, governing these these tours outside of like having to adhere to usga rules and procedures etc like there's Mm -hmm. nothing you know like it's the wild wild west and because there are basically no opportunities other opportunities for women then it's it's just like we're fucked the players suffer and then segueing into this it makes this okay so this is like this is the kiss this is the scam you showed up you showed up for the first you know whatever 30 minutes of this episode you stay for this part of the episode okay wild so the whole reason that i at first you were probably like yo calling a mini tour ponzi scheme girls that's probably a little flagrant but let me tell you this there was an actual tournament scam that happened okay I'm so I'm oh my god I'm sweating okay so last December there is a so actually you can google this here we go big money golf classic like if that's not the most Mountain Dew thing I've ever fucking heard then I don't know what is yeah so this event was a three this is the men's tournament I'm the only I'm talking about the men's first this event is a was a three-day golf tournament that was held from December 15th to December 17th. 
This was played. This has been completed. They boasted a $400,000 purse. The winner got $100,000. And let me tell you what, if you're, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you are offering that much money, you are going to get really good players. Tom Lovelady played in it. Tom Lovelady won it, actually. He and another player, MJ, uh, MJ McGuire, I think was his name. I don't know. Um, they, they both, they tied for first, decided to split the money. Ashke Batia, who just won the Corn Ferry event from a couple right. weeks ago, played in it. Big players that you have heard of. Played in an event, never got paid. They still haven't been paid. Some players have, some players haven't. So this person that, you know, created this event, that found all this money, all this stuff, his name is Dustin Manning. He has an LLC that's called Big Money Events, made this golf tournament, and was not able to pay out the field. For whatever reason, he said he blames he blames that it was a loss of a sponsorship, but ultimately it was a fucking S C A M scam. Yeah. So the really interesting part about this whole thing too is that there was going to be a corresponding women's event that went on in January that was then never played. Some players that were allegedly, I'm saying allegedly because it's you don't. This guy was a scam. It was a scam. So you don't know what's true or what's not. Allegedly, Maria Fossey was going to play. Cheyenne Knight was going to play. Haley Moore was going to play. Like big players that have LPGA players, big time players were going to play in this event. The event never happened. Some entry fees were then returned to players. Some weren't. Haley actually posted this on her story. This was, you know, weeks ago. And that's how I found out about it. Did you, did you remember that? Haley Moore, right? Or our Haley? Haley Moore. Haley Moore. Yeah, Haley Moore posted about it. And I was like, whoa. Like, uh, my tires, when I tell you, like, my tires slammed on the brakes. And I was like, are you kidding me? So then this kind of started this whole idea of, like, like this was that moment when I was like, oh, my God, golf golf on the women's side is a scam yeah it's a fucking scam and it was this so this is what's also really funny about this you could go to the big money golf classic website there's a website okay big money and golf classic Okay, here we go. Sorry, I was on the cactus website, which is hmm. okay. Big money classic. On this on this website, this website is straight out of two thousand and fucking twelve. It's so like bad website. Squarespace exists, guys. Squarespace exists. Just get like a sensible Wix subscription, and you'll have a great website. Don't do what this guy did. Anyway. It says on there, you know, that he has every intention of making this right. You know, it's this idea of a, a tour or an event being privately owned that they could just do whatever the fuck that mm-hmm. they want and it doesn't matter. So here's a couple of quotes from this Manning dude that is the, he's the big person behind this. The buck stops with me. First off. 
There are other people who did things that led to certain decisions, and we're going to hold them accountable. So it's like you can already see this perspective of like, it's me. I am the I'm the the guy, but I'm going to point that I'm the good one, right? I'm the guy mm-hmm. that's saying I want to grow the game. I want to make the game better for players. But there are so many other people that are at fault, not me. That's exactly the same idea that happens on women's mini tour events. I'm great. Mm-hmm. They're not doing enough for you as the player, but I'm great. Well, yeah, that's this like guy, the whole, Manning, that's the whole thing with the cactus tour, right? At least when I, I was, I was playing yeah. it, the dude running it, right? It was just like, He's look at, guy. look at everything I'm doing for women's golf. Mm-hmm. And it's, and then mm-hmm. you can get away with like, whatever the fuck you want under it. It's like, it's kind of like sports washing, which is like what we were talking oh. about. Or, you know, it's just like if we <sighs> focus on women and we're like, look at what we're doing for this marginalized group of folks who don't have a lot of opportunities, then we are really good and ignore everything else that we're doing. Right. Like this, right, just taking advantage. Yeah. yeah. Taking advantage of a lot of players. So this guy, Manning, again, the guy that says the book stops with him. He's a former golf professional. So he founded this big money tour and allegedly was going to be holding corn Ferry tour Monday qualifiers, which Monday qualifiers um, are just, so every event on, well, I shouldn't say every, there are events that take place on the Monday before a tournament starts, both on the LPGA, PGA corn Ferry, not on the Epson tour. But they, the fields will intentionally be two or three or four players short, and then they hold these Monday qualifiers so that people can get into the event. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the Monday qualifier is like a local pro or like a, you know, somebody that, you know, has worked at the club or something. Sometimes it's just events or it's players that are maybe the third or fourth alternate, didn't get into the field, so then they go play on the Monday and that's how they get in. So allegedly he was going to be holding uh, corn fairy tour Monday qualifiers and rounds that would be played during the week to give players that didn't get into the big events a chance to make some money. Which is a great idea in theory. Right. Again, he's a great guy. Maya, he's a great guy. Buck talks with him. The entry fees for these regular season big money tour events were nearly $2,000. But the big money classic was twenty seven hundred dollars, almost twenty eight hundred dollars, twenty seven ninety nine. That was yeah. The MJ McGuire. No, that was the entry fee to for the big money classic was twenty eight hundred dollars, twenty seven ninety nine to get into a golf tournament that was played and then you never got paid for it. Yeah, on their website, you got, some players got partial payment. On their website, as of um, the 14th of January, uh, their Big Money Classic is being like, we are pursuing, they're filing suit against Stake Kings, Inc. Yes. For reneging on its agreement with the tour without, and leaving the LLC without the projected funds to pay its obligations. And they're looking to get over $700,000 in damages. But like... All of that just yeah. sounds it's like not wild. excuses. Like, I feel like oh. there's something super shady going on here. 
if I were a player, I would just be like, I'm never getting paid. If I had to read that as a player who just paid $2,800 and maybe won 40 of it back $40,000, I'd be like, I'm never fucking seeing that money. If I see that he's also making a big, this Manning dude is making a big stink that square is also to blame because Uh... they are withholding payments. He says that there are payments ready to go, but Square is withholding them because Which doesn't they probably are thinking, "Hey, this is a fucking scam." Yeah, it's like anyway, sus, very sus, as Gen Z would say. It's all stinky. So MJ McGuire and Tom Lovelady did win the event. Decided to split the purse anyway. So Manning goes on to say, so. I just want to clarify that there, this turn again, this tournament was completed. Um, so instead of the hundred thousand dollar prize, they just split it. So they each got 50 and then there was skins, corresponding skins events, which skins are basically side games that can happen alongside events, which are really fun, but it's also a way for players to make a little bit more money. You kind of gamble on yourself that way. Anyway, Manning goes on to say, it's hard to make a living out here. Quote, I want to give players an in from the other avenues that exist. So he created a scam. So again, it was held. So here's what was going to happen for the women's side of things. There was going to be an event that was held on January 12th at Orange County National. There he was advertising commitments from Hall of Famer Laura Davies Pernilla Lindbergh, who won the the uh, ANA like maybe three or four years ago, Marina Alex, Cheyenne Knight, Maria Fossey, Haley Moore, Gabriella Ruffles, who Gabriella currently plays on the Epson Tour, winner of the U.S. Women's Amateur, and also she actually almost won it back to back, which was pretty crazy. She made it all the way to the finals the second year. Anyway, so yeah, so there was like. Again, big money, money attracts people. So what happens, um, there was, uh, but then there's also a lot of really interesting things that had happened. Some people were accusing, some players uh, were accusing the staff of like partying too hard the night before. Um, There were, um, (laughs) there were like lots of crazy like things that, you know, players were alleging that happened, but it was like a lot of unnamed players. So I don't, you know, do what you will with that information. I always will believe a player, but anyway, yeah. um, Willie Mack, who was an APGA player, you know, um, that Willie has, I would say like has, you know, pretty, he's really established himself as a professional golfer. Um, he got the you know, exemption. Really fucking good. Yeah. He won the exemption Tory. from APGA into Tory. Um, Correct. Which is really fucking dope. He was supposed to receive $20,000. Never has seen it. From the big money tour. So, from the big money tour. Here are some After, other names that... Um, and to be clear, what, right? The the entry fee was like $2,000. $2,800. Yeah, okay. No, it was $2,800. $2,000 are regular season events for the big money tour. Um. Yeah, so other names on this include Ashke Batia, who finished 42nd, Tom Lovelady, Willie Mack. Um, there's a couple of other names that I know of, like, you know, personal 
more personal friends of mine that I'm not going to, I'm not going to say their names because um, a lot of players have been expressed their embarrassment about this whole thing. Um, but Manning goes on to say everybody, every player was supposed to get their money by March 1st, which has come and gone. Players have still not gotten paid. He says, quote, I just want everybody to get paid that is owed. He made it really clear that the media team that he had worked with had been paid. He said that the women's event is postponed until further notice. Um, you know, unforeseeable events have taken place that have led to the big money LLC owing money to players from the December 21 to the December 2021 big money classic from a large sponsor backing out to a large hold on our credit card processor. The company is now unable to meet its present obligations. (laughs) I know how it looks, but I'm not trying to screw people over. I'm a pro. I would never intentionally do something to hurt these guys, Maya. It's I all just, fucked. I'm really I'm not a bad like, guy. I'm fully here trying to look at public records, trying to figure out like where this money is actually going to. Because if your entry fees are two thousand dollars, obviously part of that is going to go to um like the pot, right? But like Correct, when you're looking the at these uh, when you're looking at these other tours where the entry fees are at the top $600, then where the fuck is the rest of this money going to? Because on these other tours, if that's $600, part of it is going to the pot, and then the other part is going to fund um, the tea times and like reservation of the course for this event, there's no way 2800 like. Where the fuck is the rest of that money going? I mean, if you if your winner share was two thousand dollars and your and your entry fee is six hundred dollars, you only need four players to reach the winner share in that field. So I'm literally let's just say grabbing you get my like thirty charger. By the way, that's why my ass is in the air. Oh, I don't care. Face down, ass up. But yeah, I just think that like, yeah, exactly. There are so many like gray, very gray, like pitch black areas that there's just no, there's just no way of getting around that it's for sure a scam. Like, yeah, obviously like with these tours, you have people that you need to pay, but a lot of times the only people that you pay are the tournament director. Like there's... It's not like we, this is also brings up a good point, but like, I'm going to bring up a good point. There aren't full staff that run around mini tour events. There's not rules officials on every, you know, every few groups. There's no concession people to pay. There's no volunteers. There's, there's no like production. You'll have regular play after your tournament. So, like, you know, there's not a lot of staff members that need to be paid for this kind of stuff. So when you have, like, let's say you have, you know, 30 players that are playing in your field and their entry fees are roughly $600. That's already $18,000. A lot of these tours have sponsors, which a sponsor is there to give you more money where's what's the you know like what's the hold up here and again like to be 
overemphasize. No, I, you can't emphasize this enough. But like the only people that suffer are the players. You know, you look at this situation with this fucking big money classic, which I think is just the like the most bananas wild thing that I've ever heard in my life. The only people that suffer now are the players. No matter how much this Manning, this dude wants to say that he's a good guy and that, you know, he's fucking doing the best that he can. He's, you know, it's like, ultimately, dude, you just curated a scam. So, you know, you can't really be that great of a guy. But it's like the only people that suffer are players, you know. I'm Tom Lovelady. Like, I'm just, I mean, you were talking about this, too. Like, the way that the money is going to these tournament directors. It's like, how, like, I feel so skeptical and stressed about the fact that, like, how much money is, are they making off of these tours? Because there has to be, like, some incentive for these privately held tours to continue functioning, despite the fact that they're, like golf in and of itself and running an event is really fucking expensive. So how is this sustainable for the tour directors, which then makes you think, I have no idea. Like what the fuck are they doing with this money? Right? Like how are they mm-hmm. paying their staff? Cause like, if you look at the APT, right, which is, I mean, this is a whole other bucket of worms to go into, but the staff is all white folks. And they all seem mm-hmm. to be related to, um, like, this K&G Sports, which is, like, a family-run, um, like, LLC, basically. Um, and they, they operate the All-Pro Tour and the it's Women's giving All-Pro Tour. Vibes. Yeah, and it's all, like, basically the majority of the people in this tour or, like, of this group are family um, and then they're all white. And when you look at the picture, and this is definitely just, oh my God, um, this is going off of appearances solely. And, you know, this may not be true. And this is obviously like me stereotyping a lot. But a lot of these folks really do look like they come from money, right? And it's just like, I doubt there is a lot of understanding of what, you know, like what is important yeah. in terms of payout. And then also yeah. because they have so many fucking employees, how are they paying all of these employees? Like, where is this money I mean, coming from? Two things. I always judge a book by its cover. Always. <laughs> always. I'm like, oh, your shoes are whack. You're whack. But two, if there's anything that Anna Delvey taught us, <laughs> is that you can look rich, bitch. Yeah, I do think, yeah. I mean, you know, again, as we're kind of winding down, look, just Google professional golf scam. And there's a lot that comes up. And it's pretty Wait, really? funny. Then it gets sad. Oh, yeah, dude, big money classic, baby. There's just so many good, like, articles there are great articles written like i've been kind of referencing this golf digest article which you know whatever here nor there but it was written by this uh joel beal 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 i'm not sure the pronunciation but there's some fucking heaters of quotes in there so lesson learned here (laughs) if it's if it's if it walks like a duck if it quacks like a duck it's probably a scam 
yeah i it's just it's so it's so it's so fucked and I, I just think the Big Money Classic is the funny. I'm surprised PXG didn't sponsor the Big Money Classic. Oh, anyway. PXG. Um, yeah. So, again, support the players that you know. Um, even if you don't know them personally, give them money. I mean, we t- we've plugged Haley lots of times before. She has a GoFundMe. It's Haley on her Davidson. Bio. Haley Davidson. Yes, not Haley Moore. Sorry. Haley Davidson has a, has a GoFundMe link in her Instagram give her money like just give whoever money if you play at a local club there's probably a girl well i shouldn't say probably there might be a girl there that is trying to play professionally give her money just do it like you know i think again if players are the ones that suffer the most they should have our the most support um and that's that's all i have um and also i think like in addition to money like if you are unable because like lol money is our economy is a shit show right now but like if you are unable to donate which like uh, you know not many folks are what's really important and what would be really impactful to do is just provide visibility for these women that are playing these athletes that are playing because the more visibility and the more eyes that they have on them like that goes a really long way to providing like sponsorships or to getting more money poured into these tours and then like the last thing that I wanted to say is like I think that we all as a collective golf community really need to push for more kind of like standardized regulation of these privately held tours so that we aren't yeah. getting this consistent missability or miss missability uh kind of manipulation I mean. of like players for personal gain right. and where you know like this right. is a whole other thing but like i think a lot about discrimination and inclusion and there are no anti-discriminate as far as I can tell, no anti-discrimination kind of policies in these tours in a way that there are occasionally in like the bigger leagues. And that's like that. Or it's decided by some dude. It's decided by one person, what the the policy is on everything. That shuts out like a lot of folks from playing. And like uh, for me, for instance, like I had this fucking tour director making you know like retweeting a shit ton of like racist xenophobic like shit that trump was saying during the election from official tour accounts and then going on to make these bullshit jokes about black players about queer players on the first tee and then doing it all and then you have to pay him money (laughs) but look at what i'm doing for women's golf and like that was kind of like a big part of what I don't know like it fucking sucked and I I mean like I've talked about like how much that hurt and how much that fucked me up but like mm-hmm. you know if we don't have that regulation if we don't have eyes on this tour on these tours they can get away with like a lot of fucking shit and a lot of athletes aren't going to be provided with the opportunities that they deserve mm-hmm. and they're stuck they have no yeah. other options they have to go they have to choose one tour and it's usually the tour that's the closest to them because they have no resources or, yeah. you know, money, all that stuff. Um, that being said, do you have an idea for the lip out? 
This is The Lip Out. Oh no, it lipped out! Top three favorite encore snacks. Oh nice. Top three favorite encore snacks. Okay. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Well, I had like a whole routine. I'm like a snack fiend when it comes to golf because I always, I stress eat. I stress eat. So I always have a snack for like every Um, three holes. And like I would do, Mm -hmm. like I'd have a bar, like I'd have a protein bar somewhere and I would take that probably around like like hole six, right? But then I also would have like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. But what I would use... What I would use is this, mm. like, I can't remember the name of it, but there's, like, this infused protein peanut butter that, like, has all of these different flavors. And there's this one that's, like, cookie dough flavor. Ooh. And I fuck, and I would Aww. put that on, like, these, uh, like, Kodiak cake uh, toaster waffles. And that was, like, my shit. And then I would wow. have, like, noon energy drink. Not energy drink. It was, like, those noon um, the tablet hydration tablets. Because, like, I was playing in Arizona, and so, like, LOL. Um, But, yeah, those were, like, my big ones. And I would have those kind of, like, spaced out. You have brands. You have brand references. And bananas, obviously. Oh, yeah, big banana. Yeah. Bananas are, like, such a good on course, except when it's hot. Because I get a little textured sensitivity when I'm eating a banana when it's hot out. So, I don't, like phallic things going into my mouth when I'm overly I went up too hot okay favorite encore snacks for me no particular order go go squeeze squeezable applesauce gotta have it yeah yeah that was like such a such a treat when I'm playing golf for fucking five hours because some bitch doesn't know what she's doing reads the green on a four-footer for way too fucking long I'm over there like slurping my go-go squeeze like you're still gonna miss it anyway Go-go squeeze for sure. I am a big, like, sandwich gal. So, but I would do, like, a turkey cheese. I would do a ham cheese action. Like, I wouldn't, because I, I always, I didn't want to have too much sugars, too many sugars thrown around. Fair. Because I already run very um, high and heavy. So, I was, like, a turkey sando, either, like, a chicken sando kind of gal. Um and then honestly, I would also do some sort of like granola bar. If I had, if I had my ideal choice, it's the sweet and salty peanut butter nature valley bar. Oh yeah, those are fucking good. Period. Yeah. Period. It's a candy bar. At worst, nature valley honey and oats, oats and honey at worst. But that was my usual go-to. And then I would have some nut. I would always probably do like a nut, an almond or, um, you know, you got to have nuts. You got to have something to kind of like snack on as you're like walking. Yeah. Right. Like you yeah, need to you're have. in between. Yeah. You're in between no, snack. I, I like that lip out. It's really important. You know, honestly, to... like, I think that's one of the biggest things that I talk about when I'm teaching with people. Like, I don't know how many times people will be like, you know, we started my round pretty well. And then I kind of like lost it at the end. And I'm like, well, did you fucking eat? And they're like. No. I'm like, okay, well, you were just out there for five fucking hours. Yeah, you, you had should no eat. food. So you should eat. You should always eat on the golf course. Yeah. Um, I definitely like, you know, we kind of talked about this last week a little bit. It's been a really difficult week. And it's also been or like two weeks now. We're kind of spilling over into week two of awfulness. 
And it is, this definitely brought out, looking all this up really brought out like cynicism that I knew that I had when I was playing, but I didn't, I couldn't, you can't do anything. When you're in it, you're just in the system. Like you're, you're in this cycle that you can't get out of when you're playing. You have to keep playing so that you can play another week. You have to play so that you can then get better status or whatever. Like you're always kind of thinking. And I just look back on 23 to 24 year old Liz just being like, girl, it did not have to be that way for you. Yeah. Like you could have had better. And I'm glad that players are starting to get better opportunities, more money. You know, a lot of the prize prize money for like the US Open just increased their purse to shit ton, which is great but then it's also like that's one event you know it's like you need to do that for you need to increase the wages for all women that play golf epson Epson kind of taking over as the new sponsor of uh the dev tour right like that was also Mm -hmm. an increase wasn't it like 4.4 million dollars like total it was a huge amount of money Yeah. yeah and that's that's amazing you know i'm glad yeah you know i would be lying if i said i wish it was i I wish it were like that when i was playing you know i wish like absolutely you know i and you know i think that's also the the funny thing about golf is like it's always you can always come back to it so like you know never saying i can't ever say that i'm not going to give it another go because you know i'm still really good and my dad was just saying i should sign up for some tournaments and i'm like well we have the calamari event coming up which will be fun. Shout out. Yeah, that will be really fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, it's the great thing about golf is that you don't, you can just turn professional anytime and you can stay professional. You know, like yeah. I love when people say she's a former, I love when people will say like, you know, golf teacher and former professional. And I'm like, no, bitch, like I still can make money. <laughs> Should yeah, I, I mean, change mine from like because reti- I have it like as retired pro? You're not retired. You're stuck. Technic- Did you ever get your AM status back? No. Yeah, so you're a professional golfer. Amazing. I'm going back to say that yeah, on my Instagram change it. bio. Immediately changing it. Um. Um. Yeah. On that note, thank you guys for listening. I mean, at this point, yeah. I feel like we've had our continuous our warm welcome has still really continued. And for that, we really appreciate y'all. And ultimately we just try to serve as, yeah, a funny hour and whatever hour and change for you to listen to. But ultimately we really want to help whoever listens, change the perception about how they see like in this, in, in this instant, in this instance, women's professional golf and how dire it is for a lot of players. Yeah. Um, even more so than you hear about like corn fairy or PGA tour players. Um, so we aim to aim to educate and yeah, have a little fun, but also, you know, I think what's really cool about the people who um, have given us feedback is that a lot of times people ha- didn't know that circumstances were like this. So um, yeah, that being said, you know who I am. I'm Jacques Cousteau. You can find me at shank.haney. Uh, you can find us at Loose Dot Impediments on IG. Uh, you can <laughs> find me at Maya S. Ready on Instagram. And then 
I'm usually well, currently yelling about my emotions about the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series because I have so many emotions. <gasps> I'm so ready. You and McGregor is so fucking hot. Like, it's perfect. God. So perfect. Anyway, um, don't forget to check out, don't forget to also check out our good Judies over at GGT. We love our group golf therapy boys, our Mind Your Media boys. Also, don't forget to buy some June Shine, motherfucker. Yeah, if you want some June Shine, we have a, a link in there, and they ship like nationwide. Some dope ass um, hard, hard kombucha. They also started making some cocktails, like canned cocktails. But like, sh- the, you'll get your yeah. Junies like in two days, basically. Um, and then also, I actually might go order some right now. Yeah, or I'll send you the link. Um, and then for folks who want to try out Whoop, which we talk about a lot, I talk about a lot, fucking love Whoop. They're the the wearable, I don't know if they're official wearable of the PGA Tour, but you see a bunch of tour guys wearing Whoops. Um, but if y'all want to try them, we'll also put a link in the bio uh, where you can get a free um, Whoop 4.0 and get one month free on your membership. So you can test it out, Whoop. try it out, and what we'll do is we're going to, once we get a bunch of folks signed up, let's, let's start a fucking whoop group and we can see how bad my sleep is at all times. Okay. You're going to see that I take 2000 steps a day that I don't want to do that. We don't have to do that, but we can for those who want, I mean, Brad and I do it. (laughs) So I love that. Well, Um, my dears, my, my dears, my queers, my theys, my thems, (laughs) gentle thems, Ladies and gentle thems, um, we love you all, and <laughs> we will see you on the next episode.